Hello, welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James. Today I'm joined by one of our newest recruits at Player 2. We'll, we'll claim him. No one else can have him. He does some cool stuff around, around the traps as well. Jamie Penning, welcome back, mate. That's good to be back. How you going? Very good. Um, and I think for anyone who watches and listens to the show regularly, uh, you'll, you'll be well aware of Jamie's exploits uh, in the past. He's an, a great authority when it comes to all things Nintendo, and so you can bet your bottom dollar we're talking Nintendo today if you haven't actually taken a look at the headline of the video slash uh, audio the podcast today so we've done a few of these uh, 2024 previews so far for playstation for xbox uh, once we got a bit of a sniff of showcases and those sorts of things coming for some of those other companies we flipped the script around a little bit uh, we're talking nintendo today we're probably i don't know what i guess we're not going to wade too deeply i think into a nintendo direct sort of speculation because we don't exactly know when or if technically it's even going to happen yet feels kind of likely i don't know about you but um I guess we, we could be potentially days out um, at this particular point. Uh, pretty keen on getting a bit of a, a, a look at what's in store, or are you you're feeling okay at the moment and just awaiting what happens at the back end? It's going to be an interesting year, considering, you know, we've now gone seven years into the Switch's life cycle. You know, it's, it's starting to get to the point where it's like, yes, the next console is somewhere on the horizon. But you've still got to support your 130 million plus yeah, no. <laughs> um, game <laughs> um, base of customers. So it's um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, they've got some announcements already with um, uh, Luigi Mansion 2 remake, Princess Peach Showtime, and um, Paper Mario the Thousand Mario. Year Door remake. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what else that they've got on the horizon. So you are still expecting... Let, I mean, let's work on the assumption that this console comes out this year, which I don't know about you, but I feel like is a pretty reasonable assumption at this point. Um, there, there was a little bit in me kind of getting towards the back end of last year. I thought, oh, are we going to do like a March launch again like the Switch? But I think that was very much just a, a unique case and the... Uh, they probably couldn't hold on to Zelda Breath of the Wild too much longer and all those before they just had to get it out the door. They've been promising it for so long. Do you think end of 2024 is the year? We may as well kind of get into some of our predictions and stuff now. What, what, are, you, what are you feeling in terms Possibly. of the timeline for this? Thing? Possibly. Like, I'm honestly feeling that we'll get an announcement. We'll definitely get an announcement. September, I would say, but then for an actual release, I don't know if we'll get a release this year. I reckon we might get a release maybe early next year, around February, March. But um, it's hard to see because they've already got a very successful console. Um, it's going to be very difficult, as they've done in previous generations to back that up because generally since the since the Wii GameCube like GameCube they had a 21 million sale base Wii was 100 plus then Wii U was 13 yeah and now Switch is 130 so going off their history you would think that this is not going to be as good as what it is but if they continue to iterate based off of their current system but still there's still the problem with having to advertise it as a new system so 
Yeah, I think um, uh, naming conventions looking, and good marketing will be they, a real key there. They want to hold on. Yeah. Yeah, they want to hold on to the Switch as long as they can because it is so successful. They just want to hold on to it as much as they can, get as much life out of it as they can. That's why they have gone for over nearly over seven years now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's that very important balance of still keeping everyone happy with what is coming and what they've got now, but then going forward, you know, that's going to be the real test. Yeah, um, I, I don't think... I guess based on the the word that is already kind of getting out there about what this platform is and how it feels like it's really, really similar to a Switch. Like it doesn't feel like... I mean, there's, there's going to be probably some sort of gimmick, I'm sure, because Nintendo... And sorry, I guess gimmick can kind of be considered a disrespectful thing. I don't necessarily mean it that way, but like some, I guess, point of difference for the whatever the next console is versus the Switch. But it does feel like, from everything you kind of see and hear and read, that they might be going for a console that is pretty close to what the Switch is. They've recognised that they've got a model that kind of works, um, that you know has allowed them to focus on one platform as opposed to having the the home console pillar and the the portable pillar that they've been able to bring those two together in in this beautiful hybrid package and i don't think they'll necessarily want to deviate from that too much so i think at its core we're going to see those i guess some of the the switch qualities still present um certainly that ability to kind of you know connect at home connect on the go or play on the go um but then yeah whether you know i mean you, you hear some people go oh they're gonna go two screens again and uh, like i don't you know whether all that sort of stuff happens don't know <laughs> But um, there's certainly a bit they can do with the platform. And look, I'm personally of the mind that it's going to be like we might get this announcement in that May, June sort of window and the console's out, you know, three, four months later, kind of that October. Three months later. Yeah, that October, maybe sort of ballpark, September, October. Um, And I'll even throw out that I think maybe the 3D Mario is what kind of launches alongside it, which will be a beautiful blast from the past, you know, with Mario 64 obviously doing the same. That was the last kind of core Mario to launch with the, like, sorry, what is a core Mario? That's maybe not the the right the right wording to use. Uh, like a you know, bit of big well, 3D, 3D platform yeah, on big Mario. 3D one, yeah, yeah. The grand it's, scale. It's definitely because obviously Super Mario Odyssey was. You know, seven years ago almost, yeah. so we're six and a half at the moment. So um, it makes sense that yeah. the lead title on the new console will be a 3D Mario platformer, yeah, in the vein of Odyssey or um, previous sandbox titles. Yeah, and I mean, how sandboxy they go could be a whole other thing as well, because we've obviously seen them flirting with some ideas when you look at Bowser's Fury um, that was attached obviously to the Mario 3D World's remaster um, whether you know whether they kind of looked at the uh, that game got a lot of positive buzz or that, that I guess mode spin-off portion of the game um, got, got a lot of positive buzz I, I for one really really enjoyed what they were doing there but um, not to say that I necessarily love okay go open you know it's just one big open world but you know like I think it worked um and worked really well whether it's enough to be a full game in the and whether i get well, i don't think the nintendo will be short for ideas but whether they think they can make it work across a full size full scoped mario experience is i guess a, a different question entirely but you can see them messing around with ideas there and i feel like that was with the goal in mind of getting a new one out when did bowser's fury mario world come out now 
Is that two, three years ago? No, I think it might have been 20... 21? 2021, maybe. So, I mean, that's that's a fair way back in the rearview mirror now. So, um, let alone the fact that, again, it was only kind of like a a half a Mario game in terms of its size and scope. So, um, I'm pretty sure it did, you know, at least... Six million sales. Yeah, would, would, as well. it was. Yeah, it was very successful well. for what it was for being a re-release of 3D World. Yeah, so as well it should too, because Mario 3D World was kind of criminally underplayed due to the the lack of success of the Wii U, and um, I'm thrilled that it did really well there. And certainly, yeah, it was an idea that you know got in the hands of millions of people, and I'm sure is uh, well was very well received by critics. Um, and you know anyone else in kind of my little bubble if i just you know get all anecdotal anyone else in my little bubble seemed to speak very highly of it whether that was the case across the board i don't know but nintendo will have collected their data i think that's i think that's the game to kind of launch with the switch to the other half of it is probably the naming convention though for this this platform the wii u was such a confusing thing and it was marketed so poorly at launch to the point where people thought you know and it was mainstream media but they're ultimately the ones that you know up to this point mums and dads and grandmas and grandpas they that's where they get their games news from is when it you know the new console's announced and their local news station or newspapers talking about it um mm-hmm. you know it was kind of people confused the wii u's tablet as being a peripheral for the wii and so they you know i uh, don't really think that i need that idea or they've moved on from the wii don't need to buy it boom let alone the fact that yeah just the marketing the name a lot of it kind of stuck so i'm hopeful that i guess when it comes to your point about people jumping onto it and you know those ups and downs that we've seen with nintendo consoles over the years i'm hoping that it's just a simple job of marketing and naming convention if they can get that right like if it is and i'm sure i'm sure they won't go down here because i'm sure the console will be different enough that you probably can't just slap a number two on the end but hypothetically if they said nintendo switch 2 no one's i don't think anyone's looking at going oh i think that people very clearly understand that that is a different console and you know, I need to jump back in again. You don't have that Wii U confusion, I don't think. Um, and so they can continue to ride that yeah. wave of momentum and have some good games alongside it, and you're off to the races. And we probably don't have this issue again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they can market it properly and give itself a name that differentiates itself from the original Switch, but still keep it close enough, it's it's just iterating on the console rather than a complete rip revolution of the console because it doesn't need it super like switch it is combine... <laughs> yeah super nintendo switch nintendo switch 2 it's 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 got to be something you know it could be super nintendo switch it could harken back to you know their old you know from the nes to the super nes um days and you know it's as i said it's going to be very interesting later on this year what we see from them because they're they can be a bit different sometimes. Absolutely. And so I guess to that point of difference, um, you know, I flagged before, you know, just kind of threw a top-level idea out there for what the, the console could be and people talking about, you know, two, two screens and those sort of things or speculating whether there's going to be two screens or whatever. What do you see this console being? Like, I guess, how big of a step away from the Switch does this thing go? Do we get multiple screens? Do we... I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave the ball in your court. What, uh, where do you think we're going with this? it is so difficult like they've done so much with what they've got obviously they still need to keep that hybrid capability you know connecting it to the tv um having it being able to travel portably they've obviously got to improve on the specs 
the specs are very much outdated now, um, even though they are still very good. Well, they're still the games are still on it are still really damn good for what oh, the technology sure. is. But obviously the technology is now years old, like nearly a decade old now. So, you know, with the vast improvements in technology, I mean, they were talking about using, there was rumours about AI using DLSS to improve the, um, the resolution and the frame rate and all that sort of stuff. Um, that's a lot of technical jargon for what I'm, what I'm used to. But um, obviously, yeah, there's got to be, you know, more power, more space. Hopefully, because they've got that 130 million plus player base already, that there's going to be the backwards compatibility because I think that's crucial if they want to keep their um, keep their customers going forward. Obviously, they've been talking about the um, Nintendo account carrying forward this time because they've tried to establish that um, every every time there's been a new console, they've had to make a new online system and hopefully that's not the case this time they've been talking about uh bringing it over carrying it over for the first time to the new system and i think that's a win for everyone if they can keep that backwards compatibility keep that online system going forward obviously improving it with technology but keeping that account with all you know your previous purchases which would also lend again back to that backwards compatibility um, as for the actual console itself, there was there's been rumours about it being an 8-inch LCD screen, um, which there's been a bit of backlash about because people think, oh, it should be an OLED because we've had the OLED. Um, we've with, come to expect um, better because model. of yeah, we've experienced a better better screen, and so people feel like that should just be the the given. But there's there's some give and take, and I will just say, and I'm shilling a little bit here and they're kind of jumping ship to my other brand that I love dearly. But like eight inch LCD screens work really well. I've got like PlayStation has sent me the, um, the, the portal at the moment and that screen is unreal to look at. And it's an LCD screen. Now I know OLED is better and I yeah. absolutely love my OLED display on, on my switch. I love my OLED on my TV, you know, all those sorts of things. Like it looks wonderful, but you are not losing a crazy amount if you get yourself a good LCD screen, um, especially given you know the, the size and the form factor of these things and what that could potentially unlock in terms of other features of this next platform by not having to pay a premium for the screen could really pay off in terms of... I mean, we know people kind of get their knickers in a twist over the the power of the, the Nintendo platforms and the fact that they're kind of lagging behind what PlayStation or Xbox have been doing. And I know that's not Nintendo's priority, but what you can take away by with through the screen... You can maybe give back to the platform in a little bit of extra horsepower or something like that. Or you just bring the price down to that more affordable level or more memory. Or There's there's so many different things they can do. I, I think people probably need to lay off when it comes to the whole LCD screen thing. It's I get it, and I'd love an OLED as well, but you're not, you're not losing significantly here and the gains could be much greater. We'll never know what those gains necessarily were, but uh, the gains could be much greater. Sorry to hijack that though on you. And you got to think back to that's all right. You got to think back to you know the LCD screen that is in the original Switch. I got I still have an original Switch. Like it's it's tech, old technology now. But now we've got you know as you said with the PlayStation Portal, we've got much crisper LCD screens. You know it's it's not the be all and end all that everyone seems to be making it out to be. So you know. 
I think people just need to wait and see and actually just try it. Because honestly, I, as much as everyone loves an OLED, because an OLED, you know, an OLED's an OLED. It, it brings <laughs> out all the nice, pretty colours. But if they have a much up to much more up-to-date uh, LCD screen, it's going to be cheaper for the customers. It's going to be cheaper to make. Therefore, you know, you can offer then to a much more wider variety of customers rather than if you slapped an LCD uh, no LED screen on at the beginning and charged, I don't know, six hundred plus. Less, you yeah. are limiting your market. Yeah, you are starting to limit your market. So it, it's it's a definite choice to make sure they keep the costs down as much as possible to make it more available to more and more people. Yeah, I mean Nintendo's whole goal with everything they do, from the software they make to the console itself to even what they're doing in you know, film these days. It's all about making these things accessible. And that, that does extend through to the price. So um, if the LCD screen, but admittedly a, a much better probably LCD screen than what we would have had in a Switch, to your point before with you know how much technology has changed since probably the point that they made the decision on what type of screen they were going to go with. So that, you know, that'll even be pre-2017. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot... There's there's a lot that's changed and a lot that's improved and you can get a very good LCD screen, save some money and again, there's there's a range of different directions Nintendo could go with that saved money, but I think all of them could amount to a much better product. Um, exactly. Yeah. So then they can put more into the actual you know insides of the product to try and get that more processing power to you know have that bit more battery life. You know we've had with you know, up to nine hours with the current, with the current um, improved battery in the switch. So, you know, there's always the opportunity to improve other places while still keeping the cost down. Yeah, and I mean the battery life in the switch is pretty unreal when you compare that to everything that the the competitors offer. Um, especially the, anything you know with the actual battery inside it, it's it's quite incredible um and you know does that you know have to take a step back or so if they you know if the console itself gets a bit more powerful probably but when you're going from 19 ish you know 1920 sort of hours and then pairing it back from there there's a pretty good pretty high likelihood that you're still gonna be well ahead of the competition even if it lasts 10 hours i don't think like steam decks and and uh rog allies and those sort of things they're not they're not busting out those sorts of hours a, a playstation portal does but that's because it's not like the, all the pro, all the heavy work is actually going on the console, and it's literally just an internet connection that it's having to maintain. So um, that's a you know, like they're not comparable. I'm going to nip that in the bud for anyone who wants to you know throw that in the comments now. They're completely uh, you can't compare them. But um, yeah, I, I, look, yeah, I'd be exactly. okay with losing a bit of battery life in fa- you know to be offset by whatever. And I think all of this is the, like the whole Nintendo thing it, from the price to battery life to it's all about, okay, take from here to give to this. And like, it's, it's a whole balancing act. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what they are very good at maintaining and hopefully, you know, leading up with the, as we said, the marketing and the advertising and the actual showing of the product and making sure that everyone's informed of exactly what's going on with this new thing, then you know, then fingers crossed they're actually onto a winner once again. Yeah. Um, on the software side, 
there's obviously we, we've touched on Mario already. There is an elephant in the room in the form of Metroid Prime Four that is still. When, when did was that announced in the same year as the Switch? Was that 2017? And then we obviously got the retro like the, the change up later on. Yeah, E3 2017 was when uh, Metroid Prime Four was announced. Oh, but um, everyone says, well, why did they announce it? Because they announced also announced Metroid Samus Returns for 3DS. Then that was four months into the Switch life cycle, so there was already people up in arms about Metroid Samus Returns being on 3DS and not on Switch. But then they've also had to put out, you know, oh look, we're we're making this one as well for for the Switch. And then they restarted development back in 2019 on yeah, on that game as well. So it's been back to retro. About, it's been over five years now, and yeah, it went back to retro. Um, re- obviously, retro put out uh, Metroid Prime Remastered last year, and that was absolutely fantastic. And it just shows that they have the ways to make a new Prime. It's just it's just taken them a very long time to get that team back together. Obviously, it's not the original people that worked on the original trilogy, um, but it, getting the people together that understand how Metro Prime Bank works um, yep. and what they're looking forward in, because obviously the, the the trilogy sort of had a bit of a conclusion, and there was a bit of a, a bit of something at the end if you did get all hundred percent corruption. Um, but then it's like, well, where do they go from there? And that's what they've had, you know, five years to recruit everyone and then to try and work out what's going on. How do, how do they go after the events of Prime 3? Um, so to me, it's understandable why they have taken so long and why we've not heard anything. Um, obviously, people are getting a little bit antsy as to when it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, I think it'll still be happening. But I could see them maybe doing a uh, Breath of the Wa- Breath of the Wild or Twilight Princess and doing it either cross generational or even just shipping it over to the new console and have it as a release window um, rather than on release. I I'd like the the cross generational idea. Um, I think. I mean, I like it through the lens of great. That means it's sooner than <laughs> sooner rather than later at this point. And obviously, yeah, exactly. has, to your point, it has been quite a long time that people have been waiting. Um, but I, I like it through the lens of Metroid has been one of those franchises that despite critical acclaim has just never gotten a lot of traction. Um, Metroid Dread might be even the best-selling game in the franchise and as you know, as is the case for a lot of games yeah, that have launched on Switch. Is, but yeah. um, it's the, the Switch bump. But... Um, but it's still not. I'm. If I took a moment to check the numbers, like I know the numbers still aren't brilliant for for Metroid Dread. Um, it's just one of those Dread, franchises. I think that, Dread just made three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think um, Dread just yeah, made three million. As of, as of December 2022, the game sold 3.04 million copies worldwide, which is you know good yeah, numbers. Like most, most companies, most companies would be stoked to have a three million Ooh. selling game. But, well, um, considering you know they've they've done the same with Fire Emblem too, and Fire Emblem's only a three million like sale yeah. game as well. So you know they've they've got these like A tier franchises like your Mario, your Zelda, Pokemon, all that sort of stuff, and then you sort of got like the tier down, which is your your Fire Emblem, your Kirby, your um, Metroid, Metroid, you know, 
So that, that they've got these different tiers, and obviously a Fire Emblem game or a Metroid game is not going to be as successful as what a Mario or a Zelda game is. Yeah. Like, they're just completely different ballparks. They appeal for t- to completely different people. So I don't see, you know, 3 million as the highest selling uh, game to be a turn-off for the franchise. No, I, I see that. I see um, a 3 million... Sorry, Three million is successful for that for, for the for the franchise. Yeah, I think and, it's right. You know, Dread Dread was very well received by everyone that played it. Um, I loved Dread when I had a chance to play it. Um, so it they've got that goodwill now from you know it was obviously Mercury Steam that developed uh, Metroid uh, Metroid Dread. Um, and they're hopefully working on something else in the future as well. Another hope, another hopefully two D Metroid. Um, yeah. But then obviously with the three D Metroid, um, that also appeals to a different case of people as well. So, I mean, my my big hope is that you know if if you or you know we're we're right about the the console either launching with the the new platform or you know maybe straddling both. I'm wondering if that's the opportunity in terms of again you know there are these different tiers and you're absolutely right in what you're saying but i'm wondering if like there's this not there's this opportunity for the franchise to really explode that would come with launching at the launch of the console um because obviously you know it's a bit different to kind of i guess any of their previous their previous kind of prime releases or i mean none of the others have actually launched with a platform um it's like there's there's a real opportunity here i think with kind of nintendo fans continuing still to this day like there hasn't been a drop-off in terms of the pickup of new first party nintendo titles people just continue to go for them day and date um we see it with the biggest franchises we see it with the smallest ones um i'm hopeful that you know with with a console and there being a lack of games there again we've spoken about a, a core you know 3d mario as being a possibility certainly something we're hoping for but if you know if they launch the console and they've got 3d mario and they've got Metroid Prime 4 plus some third-party stuff and, you know, whatever else might come along with it. I, I mean, firstly, that's great for the launch of the platform because uh, there's two stellar first-party exclusives straight out the gate, but also I think re- is a really great opportunity for Metroid to to get picked up by people who maybe wouldn't have picked it up before because there's a vast library of games that are available and maybe kind of slips their gaze. In this instance, it's right there. It's hard to miss because there's not that many games around it. Mario won't soak up the entire spotlight as much as you know it, it's gonna be a, i'm sure whatever it is will be a brilliant game and um probably a game of the year contender and all the sorts of things we come to expect from at this point we're projecting about a game that we don't have it hasn't even been announced yet um but it's i think it's an opportunity there for it to get seen by people where it wouldn't before um so i'm really hopeful that there's an yeah. opportunity in the franchise for the franchise there as well speaking of other franchises though um Let's start with the other really big top dog, the one that has absolutely been the most successful franchise for Nintendo across this last across this last generation, uh, Zelda. When when do we see that franchise surface again? There's lo- there's lots of uh, I guess rumor mongering going along. There's also I guess you know there's the possibility that we maybe see ports of somewhere along the way of Tears and Breath of the Wild. There's uh, speculation about uh, an Ocarina of Time remake. There's still people longing to see uh, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker get off the like the the HD remasters get off the Wii U. 
they're one of the few exclusives that are still stranded on the Wii U at this point. Um, what do you see happening next for Zelda, and, and I guess more specifically, when do we see Zelda pop up next? That's difficult because you know we just had we had Breath of the Wild come through on both Wii U and Switch in seven, in twenty seventeen. We then had to wait quite a long time. The entire for generation, Tears basically. of the Kingdom. Yeah, pretty much six years. Um, we did have uh, Link's Awakening remake and Skyward Sword remake during that time as well. So it makes sense that we'll probably see a remake of some a remake or a port of something in the future because honestly i don't see a main a new brand new zelda for probably another five at least five years so that'd be well into the next into the next console so what's that that would make it at least 2028 yeah where where we're sort of going down right down the future now but um in the meantime um, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see a port of some kind of, you know, it could be anything. It could be a remaster of Ocarina of Time. The CDI um, games come back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone wants those, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, but then you've also got Wind Waker. Um, Wind Waker's beloved. It's, it's been locked, it, not so much locked on the GameCube, but then it came out on Wii U. Um, obviously, the player base is a lot smaller on the Wii U, as we discussed earlier. Well, that's the thing for but, Wind Waker. Um, has been kind of stranded on two of the poorest performing Nintendo platforms in the GameCube and the Wii U, and so it hasn't had this opportunity to just be showcased to a hundred million people. You know, as as Twilight Princess did, obviously launching on the uh, launching with the the Wii and and so many other um, Zelda games. Obviously, some of the most recent ones as well in Breath of the Wild and Tears. That more than any exactly. is almost the game. Like yeah. you just want it to get. And obviously there was so much negative negativity and rubbish around the game's visual style when the game first launched. I think a lot of that has dissipated these days. But you just want it to mm. be sitting there in front of 100 million people and see as many of them as possible picking it up. So Exactly. And, you know, just looking on that bright LCD screen that we were talking about earlier, it's just going to absolutely pop with brand new technology coming back to, you know, giving it that, much brighter, you know, crisper look that, yeah. you know, that came with the original game and then was HDFI'd when it came out on Wii U, you know, so many years ago. Um, so Wind Waker definitely is on the cards uh, for a remake. It could be, it could also be a, a remake of a Game Boy or yeah. a Game Boy Advance game, say for um for example, you know, the Oracle of Ages and Seasons, Minish Cap. Uh, you could, if they went down the dual screen route for some oh. unknown reason, they could probably do one, two. But um, yeah, I, I do, I do think that Wind Waker is probably. The, it's just a matter of when they do it. Yeah. Because yeah, it it could be. It could be a release window. It could be, you know, a year or two down the track. Who knows? It feels like the type of game that, yeah, maybe doesn't launch with the system. And obviously we've kind of spoken about some games that would be probably fantastic fits for that launch window already. But it's one of those ones you go, okay, six months down the line, here's your Zelda fix. 
here's the thing you've been wanting for a while now in terms of these remasters coming off the platform. We'll bundle up Twilight Princess, we'll bundle up Wind Waker, here's the pair of them, Wii U remasters, boom, there they are. They probably won't do them together because they'll want to wring every dollar they can out of us and they'll come out one at a time at full price. But I like the idea of Nintendo, you know, thinking about its consumers and uh, giving us a little care package of the uh, the pair. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, that within that first 12 months, but maybe and towards then, the back and then end also, of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you see they're already doing Thank You Remaster with um, Pet Mario There's a New Door. So they're definitely thinking about bringing those older titles from that are less accessible consoles to a much bigger audience. So it's definitely on the cards as to what they're going to do going forward. Which can uh, segue us across to another another Nintendo franchise, a more recent one in terms of, I guess, you know, it becoming prominent. Uh, but Xenoblade, um, and I, I reference that off the back of it because obviously that is a game that is also stranded on a on a console. There's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X that's kind of stuck there still on the Wii U. Um, uh-huh. That game, but also the franchise more broadly, is is getting a prop. I'm I'm all for this. Uh, while you're finding that though, I guess where <sighs> Xenoblade Chronicles X, like what there it is, one of you know yours yours and my copy, probably one of the ten that were sold, unfortunately. Um, where do we see exactly. things going Brilliant forward? Brilliant game. I just... where, do, where do we see Xenoblade going at this point? We've obviously had uh, quite a few. I mean, we've had the, the remake of, or remaster of one. We've had two and three come out. Um, we've had a lot of Xenoblade this generation. Does it slow down for a little while? Do we get that, finally get that X remaster? Fourth game? What do you, what do you kind of see happening next for the IP? Yeah, they've t- Monolith Soft have always talked about that Xenoblade Chronicle, Chronicles X was always going to be a struggle to remake, um, whether it's the systems of how what they did with the online functionality, or if it's just the interaction between this uh, the gamepad and because the gamepad had the map and you could do all sorts of different things on yeah. it. Um, so they'd have to separate that out as well somehow while still doing all sorts of other things. Yeah, I would love to see Xenoblade Chronicles X um, come back because it's the one game that I wish I could finish. Um, played through it twice. I put 70 hours into it both times and I still haven't finished it. <laughs> so I would I would love just to have some way of taking it with me to actually finish it. Whereas... Obviously, they've brought pretty much every single Xenoblade game now to Switch. Switch. So, apart from, from apart from X, so they've literally got every part of the series except for like the early Xenogears. Um, yeah. So, you know, if, if if the Switch continues to have this backwards compatibility, when we're probably more likely to see a brand new entry. Um, Three was amazing. Xenoblade Chronicles Three was amazing. I absolutely loved it. That was two years ago, roughly now. Um, so I would love to see an entry, fourth entry, as to what they're going to do. I have no idea because I'm not so familiar with the first two. Yep. But yeah, I can definitely see a fourth entry at some point. Just it's hard to know when. 
possibly a year or two in, it does take, like, uh, XC3 was 2022, so um, we might be waiting another year or two at yeah, least. Yeah, we might a bit, a bit of time before I think something else gets revealed, but uh, we'll, we've got to make sure something happens because, as, as I'm sure you're aware and... And the listeners are too that uh, Maddo's kind of become a bit of a Xenoblade Chronicles fan, been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and he doesn't play JRPGs. So we need more of this franchise to keep him on that side of the fence with us. Um, but obviously, dead. Yeah, whatever it needs to be, um, I think it'll be it'll be great to see, but it might be a little way off. Unless it is a remaster of, of X, then I think like a next core entry is, to your point, probably 18 months at the, at the earliest. Um, yeah. But we'll see how we go. Um, obviously, there's heaps there's of other franchises. Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. Sorry, go on. There's probably, yeah, I was about to say, there's probably at least one more franchise that we need to talk about in regards to the new Switch, and that would have to be Animal Crossing. Because Animal oh, yeah. Crossing was probably one of the most successful franchises um, in the Switch era with New Horizons selling, you know, nearly 50 million plus. Um, Is it that obviously, it got crap. that. Yeah, it is. It's insane. Um, obviously, it came out at the perfect time for everyone. Um, the only problem is that because everyone got to sink so much time in it, they didn't get the time to put that to like fast track all the updates. And then people wondered why is there no more content? Because you know they just had to basically push it all to get it in, and then they had nothing else left. So Jesus, yeah, forty forty three point um, three eight million copies as of September thirty, twenty twenty three. And they'll and they'll be updating that probably in the next week or so. So wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if we see it closer to forty five. Forty five, yeah. Um so it goes without saying that it probably would be possible to get an Animal Crossing this um game on release. Because that would absolutely blow up, I reckon. Probably not to the extent that New Horizons was, because New Horizons had that COVID pandemic boost, because um, it just came out at the perfect time for that sort of thing. But um, it's Animal Crossing is a juggernaut now. It's yeah. very successful for Nintendo, and I could see them pushing for a brand new one on release. See, um, I, to. I and pushing for one but also I could see them holding off a little bit not some sort of crazy amount of time or anything like that but I could see it being that uh, so let's let's I guess work on the assumption it's late 2024 for just the sake of this argument I could see it being mm-hmm. that that late 2025 that holiday 2025 game as being like the the second wave um, of, of giant sales like they get their mm-hmm. big bump from the launch everything's going well we've had Metro we've had Mario we've maybe put out some remasters or or other titles um, along the way and you know 12 months on boom there's Animal Crossing or boom there's and I guess you know can drop the other kind of big ones that are in that same conversation yeah. boom there's Mario Kart 9 boom there's Smash Brothers you know one of those that sort of ilk the ones that have sold minimum thir- I mean Smash Brothers sold 32 million Mario Kart's sold, sold 57 million any of those three is just going to be enormous for their for their respective audiences and I feel like that is the right time to go okay we're not. You, you thought you thought we'd you know we'd had our good launch and we've launched Mario and you go oh Zelda's a mile away nah boom here's here's the one that's going to attract tens of millions of people over. No, def- I, no, I definitely agree with that. 
especially if they yeah, launch it closer to a holiday window, then um, it could definitely go for that November release in a year where it can absolutely get that kick into Christmas. Yeah. Um, into the Christmas period. So, no, I, I can agree with that. Um, Let alone the fact that there's probably a Pokemon definitely variant or something could... in that mix too. Yeah, that could be somewhere as well. You know, it's becoming a three-yearly thing for brand-new Pokemon games, but with um, some other titles mixed in between. But, yeah, it's that's going to be another one as well that pushes the new console forward. I guess I touched on Mario Kart in there. Um, and I think everyone just assumed somewhere along the way we were going to get a Mario Kart 9 on the Switch. Didn't happen because we got all these DLC tracks. But how far away does that make us from a Mario Kart 9 in your eyes? Because I guess the, the thing that's I guess important to note is there wasn't a huge number of unique additional tracks added to this thing. A lot of them were updated and you know we got obviously a lot of Mario Kart... Um, was it World Tour, the mobile one? Tour? Mario Kart Tour? Well, World yeah. Tour? Yeah. yeah. Um, a, lot of those, a lot of those tracks came across as well. Some other kind of remakes of older levels so i guess the fresh ideas weren't necessarily super prominent even with all this dlc so when do we get like a big mario kart 9 with fresh ideas and fresh courses and you know never before seen stuff because it's been 10 years since mario kart 8 came out yeah exactly it's it's hard to see because you know mario kart 8 deluxe has just been an absolute juggernaut for the console um and now with all this DLC that's come out in the past year or two, you know, that game is absolutely huge now. So where they go with a Mario Kart 9, who knows? Honestly, like, they'd have more ideas than what I would, that's for sure. Um, yeah, when it comes out, ugh, that's even harder. Because if you're going to have, like, a mainline 3D Mario on release, uh Mario Kart was released window for the Switch. Maybe they do the same. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it came out, I think it was a month later, actually. It came out yeah. April 2017, from memory. So April, May, something like that, for sure. Yeah, so it definitely could be released window, but where they go with it, I have absolutely no idea, because they've just done so much with 8 Deluxe that... Who knows where they could go with it? Um, I'm just trying to do a quick skim to see when that exact launch date was for Deluxe. Yeah. The internet is not helping me. April, yeah, there you go. April 28, 2017. So, yeah, month. Yeah, up. exactly. Month and change. So, you know, and 57 million. Like, the, to me, the, that's insane. 57 million. You know, that's 40% of Switch owners have Mario Kart 8 and, Deluxe. And, I mean, we, you know, we say that, and like you're not wrong when we talk about it purely statistically, but that's you know getting pretty close to almost one per household when we're being you know realistic here, because you've got houses, you know, people with multiple switches, you've got households with multiple switches. Yeah. It, that number comes down drastically when you're talking about the number of unique households with a switch. So, um, you know, you know, you think of a family, and I mean, I've what I've had about four switches in this house um, over the journey. Um, it's you know like the the numbers kind of get skewed a little bit, but um, yeah, a little I think bit, the, yeah. yeah, the, the so ratio got, is actually much higher. Well, so. so, um, it's one of those interesting ones as well. You know, similar sort of argument for Smash Brothers. You never know. Um, that's probably I feel like of that that trio that we we're talking about in in cart 
Animal Crossing and Smash, I feel like that's the one that's probably the furthest away. Um, I'd say so, yeah. Feels I like mean, far more unknown Sakurai, around the future, yeah. and Sakurai specifically, yeah. Yes, like, Sakurai's already said that he's winding down his YouTube channel um, this year to start a new project. Uh, so, maybe it is a new Smash. Who knows? Um, it could be something completely different as well. So, I wouldn't ex- expect to see Smash for quite some time because Smash Ultimate was, you know, that was basically his final gift to Iwata to have everyone in that yeah. game, everyone come back and put as much as you can into this game, which he did. So, he's got to have some warm up ideas as to where he's going to go with a new one because that's that was a lot for Ultimate. And it was exactly what it was. It was ultimate. So oh, yeah. where they go with it. In name and nature, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So where they go with it, I I wouldn't have a clue. He would have a better clue as to what he wants to do. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I can't see it for quite some time, though. Um, now, obviously, there's been lots of different franchises that have kind of launched on this platform, and I know time is kind of a thing that we're we're factoring in tonight. So, is, are there any franchises you really want to to touch on before I kind of throw another little curveball? Well, a little franchise related curveball. Anything from that this generation past that you know you're kind of expecting to re reemerge some point early in the piece for the Switch Two, Super Switch, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's a bit of a hard one because I'm just trying to think what um, sort of have to have a look yeah, at the Yeah, that's one because, I mean, I, I guess as we kind of go through it, there's things like Kirby, there's Fire Emblem, there's all these franchises that kind of really... Pikmin that have really kind of exploded over the course of this generation. Um, and they feel, you know, feels kind of natural for them to keep going. Hell, we could even talk about Mario Party and those sort of things, but they're just kind of given... That's just kind of a given that we'll get Mario Party. Um, um F-Zero, F-Zero, Star Fox, they're probably the two that we can think of off the top of my head. But obviously, we had a resurgence with F-Zero 99. That was quite a success. Um, and they're still bringing little bits of updates here and there to it, which is, you know, fantastic to see. Uh, Star Fox has been absolutely absent since, you know, he featured Zero. in Starlink Battle for Atlas, you know, yeah. 2017. So it's um, Star Fox is long overdue. For something, F Zero is also long overdue for something that's completely new, rather than it, um, taking what was original and just remaking it so that it uh, it appeals to a new audience. Yeah. But that's also saying that I'm um, think like yes, it it F Zero and I obviously appealed to a lot of people because it was easy and accessible um obviously there's a lot to it still um but having a brand new f-zero you know know, f-zero gx was 2004 four Four? yeah four so 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 that's 20 years i mean come on i I would love to see one i would love to see a new f-zero um star fox 2 as well because similar yeah, sort of Star window Fox was that two for for adventures but yeah obviously zero more recently and that wasn't ideal yeah whereas probably Star Fox Assault was probably the closest one um that was yeah, on the like DS. original 
Yeah. Oh, not even that. Just um, GameCube stuff. What's that GameCube? Oh, what was the? What am I thinking on the DS? There was one on the DS. Yeah, Star Fox Command. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking of Command. Yeah, my bad. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's yeah, stuff. a lot for them to work with. Yeah. Um, I'll throw out there. Exactly. I, I'm hoping now. That... Sorry, go on. No, I won't you... interrupt your train of thought. No, there. you're right. You go. Um, well, uh, I guess the, some of the ones that I think of that I'd love to see more, they don't necessarily quite have that same level of heritage um, and certainly haven't been kind of, I guess, gathering dust for quite as long. Um, but I do think of you know Donkey Kong. We're probably due there, especially oh, especially yeah. given this talk of uh, the a movie kind of based around Donkey Kong off the back of the success of the Mario movie. And, you know, we've kind of heard rumblings about that. That'd be kind, of, you know, and you know, Nintendo respects the synergy of these things, so I'm sure there's some ideas at least bubbling along. Um, I, for one, would love to see like a 3D Donkey Kong, you know, a Donkey Kong 64 style Donkey Kong. Maybe not quite yeah. the level of collectathon, but like that sort of model. Um, would love to see that. Um, I I completely fell in love with Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the Wii U, and I just mm. desperately want to see a sequel to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Not just the Switch remaster and or anything like, but like no. a dead set next next Brand game. New. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome, and I know that was kind of inspired by you know the presence in 3D world, but like that's it's got legs of its own. So I'd love to love to see that. Kid Icarus is one that I would love to mm. see something happen with. Um, that's obviously one of the ones that does have you know that does take us way back to Uprising. What was that? Two thousand. Twelve, I yeah, think. yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're certainly beyond a decade at this point. Um, like there, there's there's a collection of franchises I'd love to see a little bit more of because I think we can expect that we'll just see you know more Fire Emblem. That's that's got its own momentum now, and that'll just continue on. We'll see Pikmin because I think that's really started to finally get what I've long wanted it to to kind of get in terms of its popularity, and now it's now it's really starting to take off. Um, and obviously a lot of the other franchises we just kind of come to expect that's going to do its thing from Nintendo Splatoon will be will be a feature I'm sure um, yeah. but you know there's there's the intrigue and we, this is something we can't really predict but um, you know you're hoping that Nintendo has some new IP along the way as well I mean ARMS kind of didn't get the the acclaim and sales that it deserved but I thought it was a you know brilliant idea really really fun idea uh, one, two switch sort of ideas they can probably throw in the bin. Um, but, um, you know, they, they've kind of, even even in generations where there's been an abundance of Mario or Zelda or whatever the case happened to be, there's always been one or two new IP that kind of gets gets introduced. Yeah, we're having the same thing. Is it real hot up your way as well? I'm, we're getting, I'm getting oh, completely, yeah, completely swamped by <laughs> bugs tonight and I've got, I've got my little zapper here. It's not working. Um, I'm just, I'm just hopeful that we get another, you know, that they haven't seen too many dollar signs based on the success of every one, every one of their established franchises. Hell, Luigi's Mansion even really exploded, and I, you know, adore that. But I don't want them to go crazy down that path as well. I want them to take some time to f- come up with the next arms, to come up with the next. I'm trying to name one for every generation here, but you know, you know arms or Splatoon or the Wii. I'm sure there was something I'm not thinking of right now. Um, the team was Wii, you know, um, Luigi's Mansion was GameCube. Yeah. Um, Arms, 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 GameCube, on Switch. Yeah. Arms, they sent to die because, you know, they released Splatoon 2 
like a month later and yeah that's that was the end of ours so um yeah they'll come up with something um as to what we come up with hopefully it's not too gimmicky like yeah. one two switch and all that sort of stuff but um yeah there will be something we'll just have to wait and see yeah so um yeah i guess any other franchises you want to touch on quickly before we start to wind things down no i don't think so i think we've covered the only thing we haven't covered that is pokemon but pokemon's pretty much a given at this rate um it's always going to be there no matter what so um upsetting yeah, its audience and <laughs> but yeah um other than that i think we've covered we've covered quite a lot really to yeah. be honest with um what we've been talking about and even just the small franchises as well um so yeah no i think we've covered covered quite a lot really Got to give some love to little guys. There's some wonderful tiny little franchises there that Nintendo needs to continue to nurture. Some that we haven't spoken about today that you know could pop up out of nowhere and and really have a, a bring, you know bring a fantastic new perspective. And hopefully Nintendo's looking at some of those sort of old ideas too. Because whilst the big hitters do the job, um, the small ones can can add you know can be really additive to the platform and, and kind of continue to engage the franchise. I mean, how it's it. It's a smaller franchise in the grand scheme of things, and it leverages Mario still. But, geez, I'm so glad to see Paper Mario kind of you know doing the, the remake here, and what that could mean for that little sub franchise there, and you know, in terms of maybe committing more to that old school Paper Mario sort of vibe going forward. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Lo- lots of cool things that could go on anyway. Jamie, it's been a pleasure to have you on the on the show and uh, get your thoughts on all things Nintendo. You are our resident Nintendo expert. Um, and you know, it could be a really busy twelve months or so for the company. Um, when that time comes, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say. So, as we wrap things up, uh, where should people go to? I guess see, hear the things you got to say about all things Nintendo Switch successor. Uh, you can find me on Twitter X at at Jamie Penning. Um, you can also find I've done some written stuff for Player Two. I did. A review for the DLC for Scar- Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Um, so I did. It's two parts. So part one and part two are both on the website. Um, please go and have a read. And again, thank you to you know yourself and Play Two Team and Nintendo Australia for providing that code because that was that was awesome to be able to um, have a go at that for the first time. And um, yeah, definitely I would looking forward to doing more in the future that's for sure oh don't worry we'll have you back for sure you're like i said resident nintendo expert you you know this platform back to front and uh we you know did a fantastic job with the reviews if anyone hasn't checked out jamie's reviews of the pokemon dlc please make sure to do so because it was awesome um if you haven't already make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel if you're if you're watching on youtube subscribe go check out a whole range of awesome stuff that you can find exclusively on that channel there's more episodes of patch there's player two plays there's heaps of di- uh, cool different things and lots of shorts we're doing so many shorts at the moment so go check all that stuff out too uh, and that those shorts are also on instagram tiktok and more visit the website player2.net.au jamie's reviews are there there's a whole bunch of other cool stuff as well links to the podcast series patch the player two pixel cast and dev diary we're on patreon go check out the patreon Jamie has shouted out his uh, social handles there for myself, Paul James Games. The website is player2au. Otherwise, Jamie, thanks again for coming aboard, mate. No, thanks. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Listeners, viewers, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.